What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the Do Your Crap Podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom, and we have an incredible guest with us today. Her name is Danielle Barrick. And spanning over 10 years in the luxury event space, Danielle has perfected a unique discernment for sensory experiences and their intrinsic necessity to each brand story. We are going to be digging in to branding today in a, in a way that I have never, ever, ever thought about it or looked at it or, or really even understood and still until I got to talk with Danielle. So I'm so excited for you entrepreneurs to listen to this because it's going to help you just really shift and have a new fresh perspective around how you're sharing and branding yourself online. Um, in 2019, she launched her own boutique consulting firm, focusing on female entrepreneurship, solely coaching women led businesses from home decor and real estate to fashion, beauty, and lifestyle. Since her move to Paris in 2020, she has since broadened her love of sensory work into retail specific marketing and creative consulting. And she's collabing with some really awesome brands and doing incredible work. And I'm just so excited to hear more about her journey, how she got into all of this and give you guys some really, really valuable, tangible nuggets that you can take and implement into your own branding strategy. All right, let's turn it over to this combo. All right, Danielle, thank you so much for being on with us. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We were chatting for a sec before this, and I'm like, I have no idea what any of this sensory brand strategy stuff is. So I'm so excited to dig into this because I think that's one of the most powerful things about hosting a podcast. I was deathly afraid of interviewing people because I was like, I'm going to feel so out of my element, so like, not equipped to do this, but I've loved how much I learn every single episode. I'm like, that is so freaking awesome. So I know that you're going to bring so much goodness to our listeners. Um, before we dig into the meat of it, tell us more about who you are. How did you get into this work? Just kind of share your journey with us. So I'm Danielle. I'm from Toronto originally and now live in Paris, France, and I am a brand strategist and sensory strategist. So what that means is I work with brands on the strategy of their DNA, their operations, how they get their message across, what is their message, what is their brand aesthetic, and you know, even going into how they operate their processes to be a more successful business from all fronts. And then that really transitioned into sensory strategy, which is helping brands figure out who their identity is from a five sensory, five senses approach. 
and how to use a five senses approach to connect more emotionally with their consumers. And then through those emotional connections, creating more sales, creating more relationships and really growing their business, especially in this ever-growing digital world is really getting people connected back to that sensory approach. That is so cool. And this is like the sensory side of things. Like this is something I've never, maybe I've heard like little inklings of it, but I've never, for me, never focused on it. That's for sure. Like when I'm like, okay, let's really elevate my branding. Let's go this route. So I'm so excited to dig more into this. So you work with, you work with brands who have a retail product mostly, right? Is that, is that correct? Actually, no. Yes. There are some clients of mine um, and bigger brands that sell a physical product, but I've also worked with service-based businesses. So I've worked with uh, marketers. I've worked with network marketers. I've worked with, um, you know, wedding planners, coaches, consultants to also captivate their audience through a sensory approach. And it's maybe not as obvious because a product can be a little bit easier because you're sending someone something Uh, So there's already going to be a tactile experience to a product, whereas a service is air, it's energy. And so how do you create something that's sensory around that? But, you know, in a world where you can scroll through Instagram and meet a million coaches in one minute, or, Mm -hmm. you know, see a ton of products or see 10 different people that sell the same product for a company. How do you stand out? How do people, how do you get people to buy from you? How do you get people to connect with you? And, you know, a sensory approach connects more to the emotional part of our brain. And we as humans make decisions from an emotional perspective, mostly sometimes logically, and we maybe wish more logically than we do, (laughs) but for the most part, it is from an emotional perspective. Okay. I love this because our listener base, like mostly are service-based or some have products that they've partnered with. But like you said, there's thousands and thousands of distributors selling the same thing. So how would you say, like, how would you help someone really learn how to leverage the senses to separate themselves in this common space and help them really connect to their people? What does that even look like? Well, I think first it's figuring out who you are as a brand. So I think, you know, especially when small businesses or someone who runs it all themselves, or it's about them, you think, well, I don't really need to think much about this. This is about me. I'm Danielle. Here's a little logo. Here's a picture of me. Great. And yes, that works. You can sell a lot of products. You can sell a lot of services and you can grow a big business without doing a lot there. But I think that point of differentiation is investing a little bit more there. So understanding, you know, what's your purpose? What's your mission? And also creating a look and feel that connects to your values and the messaging that you want to get across. So I always start with clients there, whether they have that already and it needs refinement or they don't have that at all. And we need to figure out, you know, who are you? What do you offer? What's different about you? Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. 
That's American-Giant.com. Code S-T-A-P-L-E. Two zero. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And then it's taking that and looking at the five senses, looking at all of these different options and figuring out how does that translate? So if your, you know, a value of yours is about, um, wellness or, uh, being present. Well, what does being present feel like? What is being present look like? What is being present smell like, taste like, listen or sound like. Yeah. And, and then it's developing that with our clients. So it's, um, you know, we use Pinterest as inspiration to kind of, I often have them go through and, you know, what is, what does this word mean to you? So taking their values, I have a word bank that I love to give my clients to go through and pick out words that connect with their brand. We narrow those down and then we take those words and I send them on a bit of homework to identify, you know, what is kindness look like to you? Go on Pinterest, go on the internet, go for a walk, go into stores. You know, I love sending clients of mine to perfume stores, like smell all the perfumes Mm. and pick a perfume that smells like kindness to you. I don't know what that's going to, it might be different to you than it is to me, but often a lot of us as humans have very similar connections to these, you know, cues from our past that the world gives us. Yeah. Uh, And so from there, they come back and say like, this really feels like me, or this really feels like kindness to me. And we start building a profile of, okay, your brand smells like this. It's a combination of these scents. It's a combination of these tastes. It's a combination of these, this aesthetic, these colors, these imagery, these videos. And then even what is a texture? Is it silk? Is it cozy, soft? Is it, you know, fleece or is it terry? Is it linen? Is it um, wood? Is it stucco? Is it the ocean? Is it water, sand? You know, like what does this all relate to? And we build that profile. Um, and then we do that with sound as well. And so then what do you do with all that? So we take all of those tools, we create, I like to create a nice, you know, kind of brand Bible for them, visual, and that has all of this listed out. And then it's about creating assets and creating your story. So it's using Instagram, you know, it's a very visual tool, uh, Twitter, TikTok, whatever, whatever social media you're using. And it's, you know, tapping into video more. So with video, you can captivate sound, you can show people a texture, you can show them something visual. Uh, You can also kind of get your voice and tone across as well. And, you know, that's a way to hit many of them and same on your website, incorporate more video. There's this great brand, Allbirds, who their shoes, and they used to have on their site to show their wool. They'd have toes that were scrunching a wool carpet. And it was so simple. There was no sound, but when you watched it, you're like, I can feel what that feels like. 
Uh, so it's, it's using all those. And then, and then it's looking at, you know, how do you portray a scent in an image or a video, or can you create client gifts? And that when a client buys from you or sells from you, that you can send them this scent that you created that's custom. You can create playlists for them to listen to or uh, create meditations or um, have certain messaging that you record or that you love from a movie and incorporate that into your marketing, incorporate that into your website. Uh, or if you have a package, put a QR code in the thank you card that says like scan this and get access to these meditations or get access to this playlist to help you go for a run. Oh my gosh. My, my brain is like thinking of all of these different things. Like the first thing that I thought about was, okay, this is so interesting because like I mentioned, I'm like, I've never thought about branding this way. Like I've never, it's never been like, oh, I need to prioritize this. So this is why I'm going to do this way. But it's funny because I think lots of people naturally do some of these things. And then like other things I'm like, yeah, I've never thought about that ever. Like when I was creating, I, I have a program for network marketers. Um, and when I was creating that, it was interesting. I was working with someone who was helping me with the branding and the first, like the first version of the logos and the colors that she sent back, it was like an automatic, like, no, 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 like a hard, no, that is not what I see in like what I see. That's not what I want it to feel like. And it was like, so instant, but I didn't know what colors I didn't know, but it was so like automatic. No. And then round two was like, and then I gave her some ideas and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, that feels so much better. So it's so interesting because you do, you like, you see it in the colors and the fonts and the text and the, and the imagery they do, they make you feel a certain way. They make you think certain words. And I have never thought about this. Like, this is so cool. One thing, one question that I want to ask, I'm like super big on scents, like on smells. Um, if I'm like in a grumpy mood <laughs> or if I'm just like feeling like my house is in chaos or whatever, I will go turn on like a scented smell and immediately I'm like, Oh, my house feels cleaner. And I'd haven't even done anything yet. Like just cause it smells clean or like in the fall or the holidays immediate, just like instant happiness. When I have like a, a smell that just feels like the holidays. And I've never thought ever, 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 ever to incorporate any of that into my branding or in, into like what I do. So I know you talked about like gifts and things. Is there like, how else can smell? Cause I feel like that one is like really strong for me. Like it really pulls emotion. So I'm like, I got to figure out how to incorporate that. Cause that's powerful. So like, what are some other things that people do <laughs> to bring that into the equation of your brand? Yeah. So that's really interesting. You know, I worked with a lot of clients and something they've loved if they're in a service business is okay. I can incorporate this into a client gift. So whether it's creating like really many candles, there's a lot of like scent designers you can work with uh, little perfumes, or it's also just talking about scents you love. So you can mm -hmm. use your marketing to talk about a brand, you know, and be like, I always have this diptyque candle in my house and put it really subtly in the background of photos on your shelfie, on your nightstand photo, uh, talk about it in a post of how that made you feel. And that's also a way to connect scent with your brand is people yeah. will be like, Oh, I'll go buy that. Yeah. And so you didn't send it to them. 
but they went and bought it and they're thinking of you because they're like, oh yeah, she always loves this scent. Um, there's also ways of talking about it. There's actually a great TikTok account. I can't remember what it's called right now, but um, I'll send it, you can put it in the notes. And uh, it's, she's a perfume designer or perfume kind of specialist. And she creates these TikToks where it's like, smells like um, this. And she'll do a run of photos. And it's like a couple lying on a, on a pick on a blanket there'll be uh fall leaves there'll be um a coffee mug and mm. you know she finds these like really interesting photos and then she lists different perfumes that smell like that and wow. you know what that smells like you saw this series of kind of connected images where you're like I know what this smells like yeah then she recommends perfumes that kind of will give you that feeling and that smell and so I think that's also a great way is, you know, talking about it in great copy, using imagery and to connect, you know, this is what my brand smells like. It smells like all of these images combined or these videos combined, or, you know, that day that we all know in the fall when it's just started to get chilly, it smells like what the air smells like on a day like that. And most people, I mean, unless you live in like a tropical world all the time, right. <laughs> can understand what that smells like. Yeah, that's so cool. This is this is like really, I love this. <laughs> this is really making my brain work. And I love when things like that happen because it's like, you know what you know, and you don't know what you don't know. And then when you become aware of it, you like start to see things you start to notice and you start to be like, oh my gosh, I could totally incorporate this here. I could totally implement this here. Um, so this is so good. I, ha I have a feeling that our listeners, their minds will be like, Oh my world. My, this is crazy. Um, so what would you say when it comes to like overall branding and you're working with clients and they're like, okay, I really want to set myself apart. I really want to be just well known in my space. Are there any core, like, okay, these are the pillars or like, these are the most important things that you need to nail down first. Cause I feel like branding too, is like, it's always evolving. Like it really is like an evolution of who you are as a human, like behind the brand. So it's not like a set it and forget it type of thing. So what would you say to the person who's kind of in their early stages of figuring out who they are and finding out what their mission is and their purpose and all of those things that are so important, what are the most fundamental core kind of pillars of building a strong brand online? I think it really comes down to, I think you have to ignore the look first, which I know mm. is completely against the sensory part, but I think that's how you have a strong sensory strategy and a strong brand strategy is I think a lot of people start their brand and they think I love doing this. So I'm going to start a business doing that. Yeah. I'm going to launch a brand. Then they go to Pinterest and they make a Pinterest board of what of other brands they like. And then they find a brand designer to create a version of that. And then they launch and they don't know what to talk about and they don't know why they're different. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a really great brand strategist that I follow uh, who works for Red Antler and she has a book called Obsessed, uh, Building Brands You Love From Day One. I really recommend it. It's a great book. And um, I can't remember her name for the life of me right now, but the book is called Obsessed. And what she says is, you know, uh, talk about your brand like a toddler. So meaning ask the word why why, why, and go deeper and deeper and mm. deeper. So if I can turn to you and say, Nika, why do you do this? What, whatever your answer is. And then I'm going to ask you again, why go deeper? Why? 
go deeper. And until you get to the answer of either because uh, or why do I offer this is so people can have a better life before they die or so that this makes me not die as soon. Basically, that is why every human makes a decision either to get the most out of life before you die or to avoid dying sooner. And so every brand mission will get down to that point. And until you get there, you've not gone far enough. Mm. And then once you get there, you can go back up again. And this is in this book, Obsessed. And I really love that lesson. And it really taught me to go deeper. And with clients, ask a lot more of why. What do you really do? Why are you doing this? Why would your client want this? Why, why, why? And not stop until you get that deep. I love that. That would be my first advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this so much because I think lots of times, um, especially when you're in an industry like where you have a lot of competition, essentially, you have a lot of people doing the same thing as you. A lot of people get started for kind of a surface level, like same reason as someone else. Oh, I want to help people. I want to help people feel better. Like, okay, why? I I want them to, okay, why? So this is such a simple exercise that will really help you like peel back all of those layers because the thing that's going to set a lot of you apart are your specific stories, your specific experiences, your specific things that are like near and dear to your heart for a very specific reason. And that is a powerful, powerful place to build your brand around because really it's you, it's, it's who you are at the core and no one else can duplicate that. And so I think a lot of times we don't take enough time to really peel back those layers and get into, I love that. Why, 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 why? Like that, that's such an easy thing that we can all literally get off of this and go do a journaling exercise and really unpack some of that stuff. Well, and it's important as an entrepreneur. I mean, a lot of the work that I do when I work with smaller businesses where, you know, you're really involved, you know, you don't have a huge C-suite team and yeah. a huge team of you know different directors and managers and all these things. It's just you and maybe a few people. Taking a quick time out to fill you in on my first free masterclass for entrepreneurs. What if you really believed that everything that you wanted to build with your business was possible for you? What if it could be easier? What if it could be more joyful? What if you actually enjoyed the process every single day as you showed up to do the work? Do you think you could be consistent? I think you could. So many entrepreneurs are relying on motivation. They're relying on getting through it. They're relying on the grind. They're relying on the hustle. And then they get burnt out. They get overwhelmed. They get stuck. They lose the joy. And they wonder why they can't keep showing up to build their dreams, to hit their goals. And as I look back over the years on how I've built my business and how we've reached over seven figures annually, there's some things that I've just done differently. And I want to teach you that. So in this masterclass, we're going to uncover some core beliefs that we can help you rewrite in order to move you through those things to a more empowered state. And I'm going to reveal to you my seven essentials that I believe every successful entrepreneur is building their business around in some capacity. So this is going to help you really, really, really identify any gaps that you have, learn how to course correct and help you move through this state of overwhelm, frustration, lack of movement, lack of joy, wherever you are, we're going to move through that and into alignment, into flow, into excitement, into fulfillment, into joy, because I can promise you 
That is easy to show up for. So get access here at micafolsomfit.com slash seven essentials, number seven essentials. And that'll take you to get registered for the masterclass. And I can't wait for you to dig into this. Okay. Back to the show. Uh, but when I work with them, I also work on a lot of the entrepreneurial journey and the story of these business owners and getting clear of why are you doing this? Because you're going to need to know that question when it gets tough, because it will, yeah. doesn't mean mm-hmm. you're not, you shouldn't run your business, but every great business goes through really rough moments where you wonder why the F am I doing this? And <laughs> yeah. should I keep going? And so I think understanding your why also gets really clear of what directions you're going to take, what decisions you're going to make. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you can make a call to tap out, keep going, change directions, find new alignment, because if your why is really linked financially, which is fine, people tend to feel really guilty about that. And I think, you know, that's very honest, then it will help you make that decision of where you take your business next and yeah. where your limit's going to be or why you're in this versus if you are really anchored in giving back and wanting to help just one person you're going to approach those tough moments or make decisions at those forks in the road very differently than someone who's who's here to make a lot of money or you know who's here to support their family versus someone who you know doesn't really care or doesn't mm-hmm. need to make a lot of money from this and everyone has a different approach i think it's really important to know that why as an entrepreneur and to know your decisions that are going to affect your business and affect your team and also understand what makes you different as a brand yeah I love that. Such a solid reminder too, because it's so crucial. It's like hard moments are going to come. You're going to like hit that fork in the road where you're like, gosh, dang, it would be really nice just to like exit left and just get rid of all of the stress and hardship and trials and fear and limiting beliefs. And I could just like bow out right about now. But when you have that reason that is so, so connected to your soul, like you are here for a big purpose and a big reason, whatever that is for you, you're going to be tied to that. And you're going to be able to get through it and get through those roadblocks and push through. Cause it's that's, and that really like, let's be honest, that's the hardest. And it's the most life-changing because as you learn how to push through those things, you're evolving as a human being. And I think that's the most beautiful part of entrepreneurship is it's a growth journey. 100%. So if you want to be able to be successful, you've got to be willing to grow and push through those things. What I want to stay on this topic for a little bit, because I think I just, I just love the whole business, like lessons aspect of everyone's journey. I think everyone is so unique. What, um, what are some of the greatest lessons that you've walked through, or maybe even like the best advice you've been given as an entrepreneur on your path? I think. A big lesson I learned is to do things my way to put blinders on. Mm, Uh, I've had, I've had a lot of different entrepreneurial journeys. So my first one was at a, as a wedding planner and I got really caught up in how everyone else was doing it, how everyone else was marketing, where they were advertising, uh, what clients they were going after. And I ended up making some really big mistakes in investing in advertising in places just to try and grow really fast or do what everyone else was doing, as opposed to just realizing that I could do it my way. It could be slow. I think that's also a big lesson is you hear the success stories usually seven years later. 
And then you find out that that company actually started seven years ago, not last year when you heard about them. And so for six of those seven years, you'd never heard of this company and nor had anyone else. And this person probably made very little money or was growing very slow step by step. And it's only now that you're seeing them go viral or everyone wear them or everyone know them. Mm -hmm. But we tend to like focus on that part and think that we need to be there on day one. And that's on day, you know, whatever, 2000. Um, So I think that was a lesson in there too, was to be more patient and to embrace. There's a saying that I love and it's embrace the two to nine. So we tend to love to go from one and skip all the way to 10 because that's way more fun (laughs) and way more exciting. But the two to nine is where all the lessons are. It's how you get to the 10. It's how the 10 is much better than what you can even imagine it on day one. And so I had to remind myself to embrace the two to nine of every journey, relationships, work, entrepreneurship, everything. It's not always easy, but I think that's like one of my biggest. Um, And if I'd done that a little bit sooner in a lot of situations, I would have saved myself a lot of um, bad financial investments. I would have saved it being a lot more uh, true to myself earlier on. Mm -hmm. And I think I would have had a lot more fun in some of my past entrepreneurial experiences. And now I've, I think I still have to remind myself of that sometimes, but I've definitely in the last two years taken things a lot slower and, and including being in Paris. I mean, personally, it's not always, it's not easy to move across the world and bureaucracy here is very challenging. And there's days I'm just like, I should just go back to Canada. It would be easier. And I have to remind myself to embrace this journey because when I get to the 10, when I get to a citizenship or when I get to no more of these visa appointments or things like that, it'll be so worth it. And it'll be so much stronger, clearer why I got there and worth going through all this. And so it's made me more patient and enjoy the journey. I love that. And that goes for everything that goes for, that goes for business. That goes for relationships. That goes for your health journey. Like Everybody wants that end goal, wants the destination, wants to just like, let's just one, two, skip a few 99, a hundred, like, let's go. But it's the people who are willing to just step after step, after step, after step, and then some back steps and then forward. It's like, that is the journey. And I think that's such a powerful reminder that that's what we're choosing, especially in entrepreneurship. Like we could go for something stable. We could go for something really hourly, you get a wage and you're good. And lots of people choose that because it's safe and it's reliable and it's there. Well, it's reliable until it's not right. That's a whole nother story. But I do think this path is unique and it has its hardships, but gosh, dang it is got its blessings. And you've got to know and believe that the blessings are worth going through the hard times, because if you don't have that belief, then you are going to bounce quickly. So I love that reminder so much. Um, when it comes to, when it comes to, I want to kind of circle back to branding as we kind of wrap things up when it comes to building a really strong brand online, are there any really core things that as a brand is evolving when, when they've been around for a while and they want to either, I don't know if it's launched something new or just kind of like branch off a little bit or niche down or whatever, what are the things that you would focus on? Is it, does it come down to truly just the messaging? Does it come 
down to revamping things so that your consumers know like, Hey, we're shifting things. We're changing things up a little bit. What does that look like from a branding standpoint? Yeah, I think it's, it's getting really clear on what people actually buy or, or work with you for. Yeah. You know, if we look at a brand like Nike, for example, a huge brand, you know, people don't buy Nike because their shoes are the best necessarily. They buy Nike because you're buying into a status that you're fit and cool. And you're also a little controversial or you're a little forward and avant-garde in some of your beliefs. You know, you really believe you can do it. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And so they sell like an emotional connection. And then they, to get that, to get what they sell, you buy their sneakers to feel that way. But what they're selling is not actually like a physical product. It's a feeling. It's a being part of a community, having that say something about you. Every brand that we all wear says a little bit about who we are because we align with that brand's values Mm -hmm. or it says a bit about something of our wealth or what we believe in, uh, where we live, any of those things. And so when you understand that as a brand, you think, okay, so what am I actually selling? Okay. So people buy skincare from me, but what am I actually selling? I'm selling them feeling great about themselves every day. I'm selling them feeling young and cool because seeing this on their shelf means that they're part of this young and cool group. I'm selling them, um, you know, elevated beauty or feeling this sense, like this false sense of perfection. Maybe there's that. So I think it's really understanding what you're selling and then leaning into that even more. Yeah. So, you know, if you look at brands like Gucci, um, a big brand, and I know you know, many people on this call aren't Gucci's, but I think it's also great to look at these big brands as inspiration because if they can do it at a mass market level, like you can figure out a way to pivot your brand when, you know, not millions and millions and millions of people know who you are. Right. And so I look at Gucci and, you know, their brand was getting old and stale and then they did a big shift. I mean, they hired a new creative director, but a big part of that was they leaned into this kind of their weirdness. They leaned into this slight counterculture and this uh, binary fashion and that they were really for everyone. They leaned into this more um, 
colorful, creative side of who they were and ended up revamping into a much more modern and fun brand that has this very, you know, non-binary look to them. And that's really worked. And so there's also brands, you know, like you see Stella McCartney right now, just launching into beauty. And she's always been a fashion brand, but at the core of what she does is she wants more people to be sustainable. So launching a beauty brand made a lot of sense when you're already launching a fashion brand that's really sustainable. Right. So I think those are some questions is, does this new product still add to what I'm about to what I actually sell? Uh, and if I want to pivot, if my brand is feeling stale, it's like, well, what were we known for? Or when we were great, what was, what were people buying then? And maybe where have we steered away from and how do we tap into that same feeling now with a new demographic? So it might just be that what makes people feel free and cool just looks different than what it looked like 10 years ago. So if your vibe was always, I make clients feel free and cool, well, pivot a little bit into what's free and cool now. I love it. I love it. How often, how often are you sharing like the actual, like the, what you actually sell? Because I think any, any of our listeners could relate to this. They're like, oh yeah, I sell this product, but I I actually sell confidence. I actually sell hope. I actually sell, I always say like patience and motherhood. Like I am like, I do fitness and nutrition coaching, but I sell you patience and motherhood and joy and like habits that will enrich your life in every way. I'm not just selling you workouts and slinging you nutrition. Right. So it's like, how often are you using those languages, those language versus like the, what, like how often are you telling the why and the how versus just the, what is it like? Does that make sense? I don't think it's always (laughs) needed to be in in exact words. I think it's a vibe. I think I love that you know, a photo, it's a little clip of a video that maybe doesn't say anything. It's how you carry yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, for example, talking about sensory, when I go, you know, walking around Paris and I post a photo of sitting at this cafe with a coffee and, you know, you see the Paris streets around me, this vibe of being connected and surrounded by beauty and something interesting, the taste of coffee, And life being a little slower, a little more connected and a little more emotional, that all comes through in a photo. I don't need to tell people that that's what I sell you. And I mean, for me, what I sell brands is knowing who you are. And with sensory, I sell people knowing who you are and being connected to it. That's what sensory is about. Um, And it's so funny because going into branding with sensory, people are like, I've never heard of this before. I've never done this. But they all say the same story that you had, which is, but I love perfume, but I love this. And really figuring out who your brand is from a sensory side is the same process as figuring out yourself from a sensory side. So we all have a scent we wear, whether it's in a cream, it's our, you know, our hair care, whether it's a perfume that you select, you all choose something to put on your body every day because of how it feels, maybe how it looks. You have a certain way you like to look you, your voice sounds a certain way, or you talk a certain way. You like certain music, uh, you like to eat certain things or cook certain things for different people. So like a sensory identity is already part of all of us. It's just treating your brand like that. Um, and I think too, is, you know, if you think also like the best moments in your life, they are all in a very high sensory stimulating moment. The reason we love vacations is you're eating the best food you're smelling new things, you're seeing something new, you're hearing new languages, new sounds, you know, you're 
touching different things. So different textures, you're wearing maybe different clothes than you usually do. So when you actually get down to why did I love my trip to Italy, it's actually because your five senses were stimulated in this new and exciting way. And so that's the same thing why, why someone is like, I love that store or I love that brand. Is it stimulated them sensorily in a different way? This is so good. This is so good. You guys, this is one that you're probably going to want to go back to and listen to multiple times because I have a feeling every time you hear her talking about these things, you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, this, and you're going to have like these ideas start to come and then you can kind of take action on it and implement. Um, I know I'm going to do like, after I get off this recording, I'm going to do a journal session. I'm just going to like deep dive into some of these things. Cause I'm so excited about just incorporating some of the stuff. I think this is really powerful. Um, Danielle, I love this so much. Where can, where can our listeners find more about what you're doing projects you're working on, how you work with clients, all of the fun stuff. Yeah. So they can head to my Instagram at Danielle Barich, or they can go to Danielle They can send me an email and we can chat about working together. Uh, they'll see things on my Instagram about how to incorporate this into their own brand. And that's, yeah, that's where they find me right now. Um, I'm currently working with, uh, Hennessy, a cognac brand here in, in Paris and also some brands in beauty and fashion in New York. Uh, but I'm always taking on small business clients as well because I'm a small business. And so that's such a passion of mine and I'm bringing everything I'm learning from these, you know, really big million dollar brands into small businesses and being able to translate that knowledge. So it's really fun. so cool. I love it. This is so good. I might be in touch someday if I need some real, real good help with all this stuff. Cause this is super intriguing to me. And I love to like follow these like little, Ooh, I like this. This is interesting. Let's do more. So thank you so much for teaching us, for sharing your wisdom, for helping us be aware that all of this stuff is already around us and we can really leverage it and dig into it with our branding strategy. This is good stuff. So just appreciate you. And thank you so much for being on. Thanks so much for having me. I hope this helps uh, anyone who's listening and uh, always here to help anyone who needs it. I love it. I know it did. I know it did. You guys make sure that you share this episode with your entrepreneur friends for people who are building brands online. This is powerful stuff and you're not getting all of this anywhere else really, unless you're like specifically learning about branding in a really like in a debt, in a deep way. This is something that I'm nine years into this and have a lot of experience and I have never dug into it the way that Danielle shared with us. So Go back and listen to this, share it with your friends. And once again, Danielle, thanks so much for being on. All right, you guys, see you back here next week. Wrapping up another episode. And I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration. 
and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 